Hey, so before we start this episode, um, it's going to require a little bit of context. This material was recorded back in June, uh, right before the protests began in Seattle. Um, it was recorded, obviously, then. Um, it was recorded, actually, before the material for our other uh, our episode from uh, live from the chess that we have already released. Uh, it was material. Um, we weren't really sure what to do with it. Um, it was just going to be filler somewhere. Uh, the podcast has obviously kind of fallen off. This will be our first episode in quite a few months. But um, uh, there's going to be at least probably one more after this episode. Uh, and then we're not really sure. Um, we'd like to start recording. There's technical complications um, involving largely COVID and how close we really want to be to each other. And recording remotely is uh, just doesn't we haven't found that uh, i'm sure you've noticed it hasn't worked that well the audio quality has been very poor because uh most of us do not have recording setups and are not in a position to get recording setups but anyhow so that's um that's what this episode's going to be uh that's the context in which we recorded it and yeah let's get to it somber or, or just like mm-hmm. serious you know yeah yeah like i i just had to like i literally came down here because i just wanted to get out of my house and i was just feeling kind of sad and stressed out and you know just want to go look at some boats and, and the city <laughs> feel nice no um, I, I i feel that critical sport for boating <laughs> oh hey all right hey Wait, we love we love our beautiful boaters is that what i'm fuck it <laughs> fuck it no all right hey let's we're starting the episode okay cool all right hey welcome to critical support your source for heavily caveated completely correct takes on basically anything and i'm putting on this announcer voice for no reason whatsoever my name is preston and welcome to the podcast say hello everybody else i'm jacob hello everybody else god hello, damn it teresa <laughs> God damn it, game. You beat me to it. <laughs> also, you forgot one line, I think. Or one I definitely did. Yeah, you did. Heavily conditioned or something. Heavily conditioned? What are we all like CrossFitters? <laughs> yeah. This, this is our, our new new um really uh marble not marbled, fuck. What's the term for marble. like we, we, we all dyed our hair and we have to use conditioner frequently to keep the color in. Chiseled. 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 Fit, chiseled podcast. Really, really tight, you know? We're ripped. Yeah, really. Our, our, yeah. We're going to come back from quarantine, just the podcast, just like nothing but like rippled muscle. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so if, if you want to submit a topic to our wonderful, very fit, tight podcast uh you can email us at critical at gmail.com and i actually haven't checked it in a couple of days so let's oh you should check it yeah um, we'll we'll see what's in the here. mailbox yeah we've been getting I mean, a very small amount of spam from apple oh well that's... i can look through my email inbox and see if there's any stupid spam emails that are worth critically supporting <laughs> <laughs> i feel oh, i have an idea 
Oh. Uh, Critical okay, support. But, sorry. Okay. I mean, we we do have the one topic that we're going to jump to. Okay. As soon as. But, uh, but you're saying you have another one. I have another one. Would too, make sense to could do now before that or. Uh, yeah, because it, it should be really quick. Okay. I think. Go. I think. Bring it on. Bring it okay. On. Critical. Do we want to, to extend our critical support to spam the food product? Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm in favor. I think it's, uh, you know, nothing's more proletarian than mystery meat. Uh, you can make a lot of delicious things out of it, like spam masubi, spam fried rice. Um, definitely shouldn't be over-consumed, like with anything, but yeah, critical support. Spam in moderation? Yes. I actually think it's very tasty, too. I mean, assuming you, like, not just straight out of the can, but, you know, hook it up, put it in some, some rice and get some seasoning on it. It's good shit. Spam is, spam tastes good in a, in a suspicious way. It's like, yeah. mm -hmm. oh, for sure. the, the texture doesn't really match the flavor. It's just like this... Uh, sort of meat. It's like a savory meat flavored paste. Yeah. Um, that I, I find troubling. I find spam somewhat disturbing. Yeah. I've I've never quite gotten over the. I don't know. I don't understand it, and I feel like I don't like the way my like the way my personality is. If I can't like intellectually grasp something in its entirety, I just like don't really trust or like you don't fuck with it i don't know yeah i'm i'm very suspicious that's fair that's fair this is the basis of, of a lot of our uh conflicts by the way <laughs> <laughs> you mean like on the podcast or in our relationship in our relationship <laughs> <laughs> all right but bringing think, out the dirty laundry but i think also just generally for for uh uh jacob's difficulties sometimes <laughs> you mean like me in the world yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know I, I i yeah i i will take that criticism as friendly <laughs> good good well, we'll be sure to write that amendment to whatever to the critical support charter Jacob right to the, uh, to the um to the perspectives of my life <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, oh, I, 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 go ahead. I have not had a chance to respond yet yes, to please. my topic. And I, uh, I basically feel pretty much uh, the same way as Jacob, minus the last part. I don't really have an aversion to things I can't grasp, but I think spam is kind of gross. I mean, for this, for reasons that are similar to what Jacob said, but I just... Uh, I had it one time uh, when I was like, had been heavily drinking uh, for a long time. And uh, my cook friend, who I was, who I would actually starting that night, uh, end up dating for like a little while. Whoa, whoa, whoa wait, hold on, hold because on. Because of wait. the spam? So the spam they cooked you was so good that it made you want to date them? <laughs> In addition I mean, to the like fact that you were extremely wasted for several hours? We, it was a party and I was, I was drinking whiskey and whiskey's gross and I drank too much. And then uh, this guy made spam and toast or something like that. And it tasted okay. 
but in general I don't like most I don't I don't really like meat that much I think any kind of meat that is too fatty is gross and I'm weird like that so I don't know no critical support for spam to nope. me. Well, I think an interesting aspect of spam is we're missing the we're missing the cultural aspect, which is that I think in its sort of original conception in the 50s or 40s or whenever it came out, it was like this very, very like white bread, suburban processed sort of thing. Uh, but now I think spam is actually not really a white thing anymore. It's, it's much more popular among Pacific Islander and Asian exactly. Right, but you know how that happened, right? Uh, I do not. Like no, me. yeah, spam, spam was made for the U.S. military, I believe originally during World War II and after, and it was yeah. exported as like a product of like, like the reason it's popular in like the Philippines and all these islands is because these are where army bases were. And so like spam was like the food, spam was the protein that was on hand. Same, same thing in Hawaii. Yeah. Gabe, Gabe's face looks concerned. You know, and I understand the historical background for spam, uh, but, but, you know, I think it, it would be ahistorical to say that it's now solely the providence of, you know, you know, like we should only judge it on the fact that it was, it came from a military origin. Like, I think spam now has been elevated, you know, or at least, you know, brought into yes. a food yes. culture, and we should certainly appreciate that. Um, and honestly, like, I think the fact that it's probably composed of, you know, pig ass and all these other ends and bits and pieces, like, I think we should be, that should be celebrated. You know, we're making sure that we use every part of the animals that we raise. Um, you know, I think a future society will have high quality spam because we'll have, you know, higher quality meat that like, the, I mean, it'll still be ass and bits, but like, you know, How is that be, not a contradiction in terms? Um, high quality it's high spam. quality ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we what I mean is that we the animals will be more ethically, ethically raised. And, you oh, know, I'm not, okay. You know, so I'm before, like, before we grind up the animal and use all of their spare parts to make a sort of congealed meat substitute, uh, it, they, they will have had a nice life. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Right? And, you know, theoretically that could make it taste better. I don't know. Hmm. But um, but yeah. are we sure that eating spam is not cultural appropriation from the Pacific Islands? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't even believe that. <laughs> but you guys do. <laughs> so so we can't have dreads, but we can eat spam. <laughs> it was originally white. We've established this. But the 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 historical origins of a thing do not. <laughs> It's nice how it currently job, exists Jacob. that matters. I, I feel thoroughly judo moved. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm hitting myself. Um, but fuck you. Critical support for spam. Yeah, I'm going to die on this hill for no particular reason, but I will die. So you're, you're also saying critical support for spam? Absolutely. And I will die from the amount of spam that I will eat. Wow. Just fill all your arteries with spam, I guess. Injected. You'll get away with it because we're all getting so ripped. Right. I mean, may, may, maybe spent maybe injecting spam cures coronavirus. <laughs> Has anyone tried that? It's honestly worth looking into. Um, I will report back on this, uh, and I'll be sure to uh, let let our let our president know. Uh, Just call it. 
Dr. Fauci, you'd be like, hey, what's up? So I, I shot up 30 milligrams of spam and... <clears throat> okay, we ha- I, you know, I don't know. Like, Teresa, you're, you're voting in favor as well? Is that... I'm voting, no, 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 I am not. Oh, you're, I- no. Oh, man. Now I have a decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and it's I- purely, it's honestly, I'm, I'm choosing to uh, cast this vote on a purely subjective, non-political uh, uh, basis. Because I don't, I have, I'm the... Uh, but Teresa, life is inherently enough. political. You cannot deny the political ramifications okay. of spam. Okay, yeah, life is also... Uh, you know, we're all interconnected and the dialectic, et cetera, whatever. Kumbaya, I shit. am still the dialectic, say, et cetera. I'm going to <laughs> vote purely based on my own subjective aversion to it. And I'm going to not extend critical support to spam. I feel like we need to put the dialectic, et cetera, on a t-shirt. And that should be the critical support t-shirt. Critical support, the dialectic, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna um, design that T-shirt, uh, Preston, we can um, we can promote it and attempt to recoup all of our operational costs. It can be like <laughs> instead of like going like the Patreon route and just begging people for money, we can sell them merchandise with like really cutting edge slogans like that. <laughs> <laughs> the dialectic, etc. Real vapor. I'm getting vaporwave vibes. Like we should have you know like, Mar- you know chiseled marble statues wearing you know aviators and just like 80s lights and neon shit anyway wow okay that sounds like a a home furnishing store in like some future socialist society (laughs) the the dialectic (laughs) etc they sell cooperatively made plates and (laughs) you know commemorative bath towels (laughs) <laughs> oh my god wow uh, that can be um that can be your project gabe after uh after the revolution you can you can manage that um that uh worker-owned cooperative honestly i accept this uh responsibility for the proletariat <laughs> i will be your leader i will yeah. be your marks of bath towels <laughs> We're reviving bed the dialectic, etc. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So Gabe is Gabe is the uh, commissar of home furnishings, um, <laughs> or future future commissar of home furnishings. Um, anyways, spam. I prefer I, shadow commissar. Shadow commissar. <laughs> <laughs> like there's someone who some bureaucratic prick who is actually in charge, and you're like the opposition, the loyal opposition shadow commissar <laughs> of home furnishings. Okay, um, your... I feel yeah. I, I mean, I feel like stain. no, that's that's a cop out because I do have opinions. Um, are you gonna be? Uh, are you gonna switch to the side of the uh, uh, the revisionists? Yeah, no, <laughs> the, the um woke. Millennials. Jacob, I, this is a chance for you to atone for your sins against the oh woke my God. millennial movement. You know, By supporting this, spam? Yes. Yeah. This is a chance for you to, to correct uh, the errors of your past and, and accept woke identity politics what into your life. What Gabe, what Gabe is saying is that if you 
if you uh, switch sides, you are then also basically switching sides to being anti-white people with drag. I did um, not say that. Those are Teresa's words. And then the other thing is... I'm talking it, about unity and moving forward, and <laughs> Teresa's talking about division and polarization. Yes, because okay, we are a podcast, and we thrive, we thrive on controversy, and if we, <clears throat> if we, if it's a tie, then we can bring someone else to uh, tie break for this very important topic. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like thinking like in, in the analogy of cultural appropriation though, like if my position er earlier was that cultural appropriation is largely bullshit, then it's fine to eat spam. And it is actually Preston and Gabe that are being the hypocrites here. Ah. So like that. Okay. So, but this means that doubling that supporting spam um, means that you are reaffirming your belief that we are hypocrites yes yes i know that's that's that's, that's, that's sort of where way. i'm going with this and it's exactly. like i don't particularly like spam but and i i don't eat spam i i have i haven't eaten spam in uh probably 15 years um but like my preferences and i'm this is i think where i disagree with teresa where i was like i don't think that my preferences should determine my uh my uh, political principles where so it's like I don't like spam, but that's that's kind of my problem. Um, I don't consider that to be uh, exclusive of other people liking spam. And ultimately, I think that spam. I don't know. I don't think there's a there's a there's a sufficient political case against it's factory spam. farmed meat. Well, but so is every other type of meat. Well, are we saying we uh, we critically support uh, all factory farmed meat? I mean, I think under certain under current conditions, ultimately, yes. Like I don't the way. Well, the way to change it's coronavirus we meat. We don't support the institution. That doesn't mean you oppose the the products or the workers or and it's like what this this needs like our objecting to the product misses the point. Yeah, that's like boycott politics which is different um, mm, i don't i don't yeah i don't really agree but i'm not going to push any further you are of course free to have your own wrong opinion <laughs> all right critical support for spam go out buy some rice buy some spam buy some seaweed make some fucking masubis rock and roll Eat, eat spam. It's fine. Okay. So that's that's one. Um, do we want to circle back around to critical support for boating? Yes. Let's talk about it. Okay. The beautiful boaters. <laughs> what what was the quote? Like what what was he talking about when he said that? Who said that? Trump. It was Gabe. Oh, oh what? <laughs> no, Trump, Trump was Trump going on like a couple that. weeks ago about the beautiful boaters. He was talking about the dumb like MAGA people in Florida driving around on their boats. They had like a big Trump, pro-Trump boat protest. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, they like, like it was like a, a liberate Florida from the oppression of social distancing and of our president. Great. Wonderful. Yeah, voting actually sucks, honestly. So I don't anyway, love what, what our beautiful voters. What prompted this was that Gabe is currently looking at some boats. And so, Gabe, if you want to, like, 
come in on the serenity of looking at boats or I don't know, whatever you think on that. I don't know. When I, when I used to, oh, okay, sorry, Gabe, you go on ahead first. Hmm. Serenity. Peace. <laughs> Being at one with your existence, the existence of the water and the sea. Is that what you're getting from looking at the boaters on Union Lake? Or like no, Union, honestly, it's called? definitely like not serene at all. There's like too many people on boats. Yeah. It's like, I want there to be like five boats. That'd be really pretty. But there's like a thousand. Yeah, when I when I lived in the U District, I used to walk down sometimes to, uh, to the Montlake Cut and watch all of the boats come in from uh, back from Lake Washington, mostly uh to the various marinas i mean they're headed to the various marinas around lake union um and it was it it was always really funny to me watching these sort of like ridiculous sort of sunburnt pasty ass people on their huge ass boats and then you'd see like some, some of them would be like clearly like a bunch of like college students or something and they would all be by that time, I think pretty mad at each other and pretty done with the whole experience because they didn't seem like happy about what was happening. It was usually like a couple guys just sort of like staring off into the distance while a couple of women in the boat, like it were like clearly ignoring them. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, whatever, whatever has happened that day, like they just, it's that's cause that's the problem with boating is no matter how it goes, you're still stuck on a boat with this person for like kind of a while. <laughs> like if you're hanging out with someone and you get kind of mad at each other and you're just kind of done with it, you can just leave, but not if you're on a boat. It's basically like social distancing on the water. Like we are all stuck in this boat. Like I cannot go anywhere. Yeah. Being boating is like voluntary rich people quarantine. Um, but yes. only for short periods of time. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the meme of the cat where he's like holding a newspaper and he says, today's a good day to buy a boat. And like, that's just the meme of, well, no, no one's seen I, no I have not seen that That's meme. a deep cut, man. That's, that's okay. a very well, deep cut. Yeah, I agree that boats tend to be the providence of the rich. Tend um, to be? It, it's it's a literal sign of wealth. Like people buy boats to, to project how rich they are. The only exception I can think of is if you live on your boat. Yeah. You live yeah. on your boat and it's not a houseboat. Like, I'm not talking that kind of shit. But uh, I yes, see. I mean, people who like live on sailboats, that's actually a very affordable way to live. Yeah. Right. Like, after you pay all the fucking marina fees and shit, but yeah. Um, yeah, but like marina mortgage is very cheap. Once yeah, you've actually I mean, just, like, once you've bought the boat, like... Yeah, compared to rent, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I think the exception is people who, like, people who live on a sailboat and actually really, like, are not, like, they're just really into sailing. Like, and that's a fine thing to be into if that's what you want to commit to. But, like, I I agree that most boating does tend to be, like, you know, dick measuring contest kind of level of, of, of things not to mention they tend to sail through our fucking bridges here in seattle and it's stop traffic and it's not rush hour <laughs> yeah or, but it's always like yeah i hate that the bridges have to raise for literally any boat that's big enough and they have to do it like immediately like you should have to make a reservation there should be like one 
time a day when they raise the bridges. Yeah, yeah that that'd be fine. Um, but yeah, it's like if it's it's between the hours of seven. No, it's six thirty to nine thirty and three to six. And the problem is that our rush hour has gotten so bad that like six o'clock is still rush hour. Like people are still going places at oh, six yeah. p.m. And so it's like right at six p.m. You know, oh, open the gate. You know, open the bridge. Yeah. And then sometimes it gets stuck, and that's that's a, I mean, that's more an infrastructure problem. But you know, all these rich assholes on the boats aren't helping with that. So I've got um, stuck in a bus on Mott Lake for very long periods of time. Yeah, because like you know, all the traffic accumulates over all that time, and like it just takes forever to clear yeah. out. So, Have any of you been on like the Hood Canal Bridge or a floating bridge that opens? Like that one takes an hour to open and close. Yeah, I got yeah. stuck on 520 once, uh, but before they, you know, built it tall enough to not need that. Um, that sucked. Have you guys seen that Netflix show, uh, Too Hot to Handle? I no. Is that is that the one where they supposedly invite a bunch of hot people yes. to a dating show? Yep, it's that one. Um, I think I saw a clip from it, and I was okay. just like, okay, um, yeah, they're hot, but yo, man, oh, yeah. There's, there's a guy in there that lives on a boat. And this is why I think it's very important to distinguish between people who live on sailboats and people who live on other boats because people who like live on giant yachts are just the, are like an extra level of douchebag. Like it's, it's, it's a very specific, like beyond, like, yeah, it's, it's not a good type. Yeah, living on a sailboat is like living in a small cabin. Living on a yacht is like, I mean, it's just living on a yacht. There's really not an analogy yeah, to that. Yeah, it's like living in a cabin versus living in a luxury condo. Like, yeah. But you're on the water, Jacob. The sea, the majesty, the serenity. It changes a man. Wow. You, I wish you I knew can mo- walk into the lake, my friend. <laughs> okay, so where do we stand on this? I'm, I'm thinking for a number I of reasons. No. Yeah, no critical support for boating. Mostly because the problem with all the rich people having all the boats is it'll make it really difficult to form like a Soviet of Seattle. Because like, how do you barricade that? You have to barricade like the entire coastline. They'll just like take their little death squads over on like somebody's motorboat from Bellevue and like land anywhere and then fucking murder people. Like we need to like the first, like the first thing we do if we have a revolution burn all the boats i <clears throat> i support that um the only uh the only uh exception or thing i would add are uh i kind of think ferries are cool um and it's a legit mode of transportation for um in certain instances for a lot of a lot of uh municipalities i think uh Seattle, New York, San Francisco Bay Area. Um, but yeah, I, other than that, I don't really have a strong opinion other than, um, yeah, house people living on a houseboat, I, I would want to support that and ferries. But other than that, fucking burn them. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just to be, just to clarify, I don't mean all modes of water transportation. I mean, like, privately owned motorboats, specifically, no critical support, which is, I think, what people mean by boating. Like, sail, sail, sailboaters have, would, like, call it sailing or cruising, I think is actually a term they use. But Yeah, no, I, 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 if we narrow it to, like, privately owned motorboat 
slash yacht, like every you know everything kind of in that segment. Yeah, fuck that. That's some fuck that's, that. some, that's some bougie bullshit. Um, definitely, you know, in the revolution though, when we formed the Soviet, we definitely need to form a navy. That's definitely you know one of the first things we got to do. And we seize the locks. If you form a navy and seize the locks, then it gets a little bit easier, I think. Yeah, don't burn the boats. Expropriate them. Well, but the locks would keep anyone from coming in from the Puget Sound. But like the Navy, like we form would be like the, I mean, ideally it would be like a revolution among uh, the like the sailors in on the Navy base in Bremerton that would like form in solidarity with whatever the hell we're doing in Seattle. Like, because no, no expropriated yacht of like uh, Lake Union rich people Navy type thing is going to be able to do anything against like the actual massive naval base in Bremerton. Right. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. With a revolutionary Navy, we would obviously not be starting it with yachts. That's a pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty bad place to be, but like having, having a yacht in the Navy, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with trying to seize a boat. You know, it's definitely like expropriate first failing in that burn it. Like, you know, try to go take it just because it'd be useful to have in the arsenal, you know, in case, you know, as, as a mosquito fleet or whatever. But failing in that, then, yeah, let's burn it. Um, you know, if they start, you know, trying to defend the, defend the marinas as we're pushing them into the ocean or into the lake, and then, like, there's no option, then, yeah. It's, like, one of those, like, nice to have. It's like, yeah, if we can get it, sure. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, burn it. Um but yeah, uh, no critical support for boating if we define it as everything between like small motor craft to, you know, yachts. I think if it's like a motor craft to like, like a small dinghy inflatable thing to go fishing, that's different too. Like that's not, that's not boating. That's you're fishing. Like it's a different thing. Um, but yeah, boating to, for boating's sake is, is not good. Okay. You, what do you think? You have a vote. I, I already said I'm a no. I don't really have anything oh, okay. else to add. Very well. Fuck boats. Dear listener, fuck boats. No <laughs> critical support for boating. If you have a boat, you better collectivize that shit. <laughs> <laughs> set it on fire or no. Don't, Sell it. don't set your boat on fire. Sell Donate it and it. give Sorry, the money to the poor. Yeah, there you no, go. No, to the revolution. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Okay. Um, what is our next topic? Uh, Jacob, Jacob, are you frozen? What? No. Oh, okay, no, you're just very still. No, I was <laughs> just reading something on social media. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, okay. He's just having his so for our next... moment, like me. What was that? He said he's having a, a zen boating moment. <laughs> yeah. Very- <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy the fact that you observed enough college douche boaters that, like, you know that there's a, the vibe of them coming back and just being literally burnt out, like, just like. Well, I mean, it's like it was it was a couple of those like really hot summers when I lived there, and it was like it, it'd be really scenic, like over the over the lake and the the whatever. Like, it was it was a very there were a couple of really nice places to sit. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacob so. took me once and we did that 
and it 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 was both nice uh and scenic and like a good place to sit and relax serene etc but um also it, there was a lot of uh psychoanalyzing the scenes we uh, of the various boaters on the various boats. There was some people good people watching. watching. It was definitely yeah. some good people watching. Mm-hmm. It's good people watching opportunity. Um, anyways, Preston, you were saying you you had something? Yeah, I think I've got a topic. Uh, I would like to ask critical support for uh, you know what I think policy people call uh, tax and dividend schemes. So let me sort of explain <laughs> what I mean by that. So, for example, I think <laughs> I already hate it. So I think I'm gonna say no critical support. <laughs> no critical support for that. If, I mean, it's the wonkiest fucking thing you trying to describe. <laughs> we can just not talk about it. It seems like no one's in the mood to talk about it. I'm not sure I'm in the mood to talk about it. It's just something that I think we can at least take a vote, right? (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) if you can explain it very briefly in a non wonky ass way. Yeah. Okay. Then we can go from there. Okay. So I think the clearest way to do it is like a carbon tax. So there's been a lot of angst over like, how are we going to price carbon? And all these economists are like, yeah, we should price carbon. We should do these things. Um, But they always are like, the, the the downside, of course, when you tax something like carbon is that lots of the costs get passed on to working people, right? Like it ends up being a very inequitable thing because they'll have to pay a much larger share of their income, right? Relative to Jeff Bezos or whatever the hell. So the idea is that with a quote tax and dividend scheme, you say, okay, well, we're going to tax carbon, but instead of using the money and spending it on stuff, we're going to just give everyone the same amount of money. So what ends up happening is that it ends up being uh, a wealth tax. It ends up being like a, like a wealth tax, but it also encourages working people to make different decisions. So like if they're about to buy a car, then they're like, well, I could buy this gas car or I could buy this electric car because like it's going to be cheaper for me to just, you know, not have to buy a gas car because the carbon tax is this. So the idea is that it's like net neutral for the working person or, or, and encourages them to make good choices while also basically taking money from the rich, which I think is great. That's obviously a thing I'm in favor of. So it's a combination of like consumer incentivization and like low level wealth redistribution. Yeah. It's, it's basically, and it's not, you know, I'm not proposing that we should critically support this, that this is some sort of like, you know, grand technocratic Pigouvian, you know, this is an inefficiency. And if we just solved it, the revolution would happen. Like, no, obviously I don't, a lot of people have that perspective. I think that's crap, but you know, I think, you know, ultimately we are going to need working people to move off of carbon taxes for We're going to need working people to, you know, move to a green economy as well. Right. Like it's not, and, you know, I'm not saying that this would solve that, but I think it would, you know, it would reward working people for making those choices while not hurting them if they don't, right? Uh, it's meant to be- This sounds like one of those things that's like, this sounds like loan forgiveness for 
people who receive certain federal grants mm. and work in specific industries for so many years after graduation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's bullshit. Like, it just sounds, it sounds, but I'm just saying it sounds so fucking convoluted. I, I'm just, like, not seeing how it would make really that much of a difference. And... Well, now think of it this way. If we put a big tax on carbon, right, so that would make, you know, a lot of, you know, power, you know heating your home powering your car, you know, it would make some things more expensive, right? But if we just give the money to everyone, like, you know, really kind of like the $1,200 that we've been mailing out, we should say, okay, this money, this is how much we're projecting we're going to get. We're going to give an advance to everyone on that, you know, here, here's the money, take it in advance. Um, and okay, now go make your choices. Well, now what we've basically done is said, okay, well, if you don't choose to switch from a gas vehicle or whatever, then you're not going to be hurt net because like, even though it costs more, we gave you money. So it's sort of, yeah, it's that sort of wealth distribution thing. But um, on the other side, it's like, well, if you do make a bit, you know, different choices, you know, that are, we are things that we support in society, um, then yeah, then we, we, you do end up coming out ahead. Now, I think where it gets tricky, like, I think a carbon tax is much easier to convince people that this is a good idea, right? Because it's like, okay, well, I can just choose to, you know, like, drive a different kind of car or, or something. Like, there's a way to choose out of it. Um, I think where it gets harder, there's been proposals for, like, you know, congestion pricing, which is, like, tag, you know, tolling downtown areas, and then you would give everyone an advance on that money, um, and, you know, and you would distribute the money again in a, in a similar kind of way. So what I mean by tax and dividend is basically like we want to make there are certain things that we need to make more expensive, even if we're supporting working people. And the idea is that there's a way to support working people while doing that. Um, but I think there's a huge trap in that, like, it's obviously extremely technocratic. Like, it's not like, you know, we're not going to win a car, you know, this tax and dividend scheme on the scale that we need you know, with our current politics. And yeah. so I think, I think what's, I think it might be something that's like better, like after, I mean, after the revolution or like as a transitional thing. It's a completely um, market-based solution. Yeah. Yeah. Is no, kind of the is. problem I'm seeing. I mean, like, this sounds to me like it just, it just continues to make, to benefit the wealthy because most of these things aren't really a choice that you can, choose to pay something that doesn't have a tax like most people don't really get to choose what powers their car or heats their house or where their electricity comes from except for the people who are already wealthy and now they're getting a better price on the thing that only they could afford to begin with um, um yeah that's that's what it sounds like to me yeah i agree with both those critiques um i also am i'm ready to vote and i'm i'm not gonna extend my critical support to uh tax and dividend schemes but it is mostly on the basis of i think it th it sounds boring and it's uh got a boring name Teresa <laughs> is sick of some Death shit to today wandering. sounds boring is boring etc um yeah i mean I, I think especially in the case of a carbon tax that that sort of thing there's there's a common argument people make that like uh, you, you can't reduce it. You, like you can't reduce carbon, like emissions and carbon reductions, so like individual consumer choices, which is true. But I think that people act like, uh, like the causes of carbon emissions are like somewhere else besides consumption. 
and that's not really true either because like the majority of carbon emissions are being emitted for the sustenance of everybody's everyday stuff. That's like, we have a consumer based economy. The idea that like, it's all just actually going into like international shipping and you know, the various militaries of the world isn't really true. Mm-hmm. Um, like large, large percentage, like a comparatively large percentage of it, percentages of it are, but like, it's actually a very small percentage of emissions that you could just like wish away if you, you know, had a world revolution tomorrow. Um, right. And so the idea, like the problem with any sort of carbon tax specifically is that carbon emissions are bound up in everything. There's not like, there's not like carbon emitting products and non-carbon emitting products, at least, I mean, not on the scale, like every, you know, I'm sure you could find something, you know, no carbon emissions, you know, if you, you know, some sort of fancy organic farm off in the woods somewhere. Um, but on, on, on any kind of scale, like, it's everywhere. It's, it's all plastic. It's all transportation. It's most agriculture. Like, um, and so trying to, trying to incentivize it that way, like the whole thing needs to be torn up and remade and the, and it's like what you're saying about the, the sort of political force, the, the political force necessary to implement this would be a political force capable of taking us far beyond this sort of market-based system anyways. So it kind of begs the question, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, okay. I, I think, yeah, no, no, no critical support for uh, tax and dividend systems. Even though, I mean, I like the idea of getting a check, but that's, you know, that's about as yeah, far as it goes. I think, I think I, I think I'll just abstain. I don't have a very firm opinion either way. You know, Is that allowed? Are you allowed I, to abstain? We've talked about this. You can't abstain. Um, I was going to vote yes, but I think you strongly discouraged, but it is possible. Fine. You know what? I'll vote yes, even though I totally get like your guys's arguments and I think they are more correct. Um, I I think. Wait, then just vote no. (laughs) Just vote no. That's okay. (laughs) If you think our arguments are more correct than than yours, then. Then just change your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. I Okay, I'll vote no, but obviously I think I have a slightly softer spot for these things just because I think... You're the policy do... wonk. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Um, and I think they do show, like, kind of the horizon of the possible, even if, like, we would immediately run past that, right? Like... Like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, we can do some things. Look what we should try to do. And it's like, hey, we're going to build a political force to try to do that. And okay, actually, it's strong enough. Let's just go past that. Mm. Um, I think it's useful kind of from that perspective. Of like, look, we can tax carbon. Because, you know, I think a lot of conservative arguments can be like, we can't tax carbon. It, it, you know, it's going to be too expensive for working people. And it's like, well, no, if we do the figuring and we show you, like, actually, you know, if we, if we did it and then, you know, then people could come out ahead through this dividend scheme because it turns out rich people consume way more carbon than the average person and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, I'm going to, I'll vote no, even though I have a soft spot for it. Preston, Um, I think you're our our commissar of wonkery and we we love you for that. But sometimes it's just the, I just, we just can't wonk that way, dude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wonk this way.
episode. So, hey, thanks, everyone, for stopping by and listening to us bullshit about out of our asses for, you know, a little bit under an hour. And, uh, yeah, remember, spam, boats, and uh, wonkery. Fuck uh, a lot of that shit, except for spam. Spam's fine. Um, all right. Anyone have any last words? That's about it. Thanks for listening. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Bye. All the diamonds in this world that mean anything to me are conjured.